Hi, Christina. How are you? I'm good. Thanks, Adrian. So happy to be here. Thank you. So happy to have you. And like I said, your hair looks fab. Just had to put that out there. Uh, so wow, wow, wow. You are definitely a rock star. I love all your content, love the community, and I love the vibe that your whole entire business encompasses. I know for a fact, being an entrepreneur, that that did not come easy. And I'm sure there's got to have been some stories, maybe some hills and valleys. So hopefully we'll get into those in a few minutes. But, you know, you and I talked a little bit prior to the show. I'm a really firm believer in having, you know, our audience and obviously your community probably already knows you better than mine. But I just want people to get a little bit of a chance to get to know how incredible I know you are. So can you just tell us a little bit about yourself? Sure, sure, I'd love to. Uh, well, let's see, current status is I am an entrepreneur. I'm the founder of a company called Excel um, and that's spelled A-C-C-E-L-L-E. -L -L -E. So, um, I mean, coming up with the company name is probably a whole other podcast. So I won't go into it, but uh, yes. I have two teenagers who I'm extremely proud of. I've been married for 22 years and I, previous to my journey right now, I did spend over 20 years in the corporate space, primarily working for tech companies as a marketing leader. And my last role was as the chief marketing officer for a company called Ceridian, which went public on the New York Stock Exchange in 2018 and the Toronto Stock Exchange. So that was a whirlwind of a journey in terms of my time spent in the tech industry, but um, it was amazing. And I guess... Uh, some additional facts. I'm extremely competitive. So if we want to get into character strengths, competition is number one or number two, depending on the day. I love uh, competing at sports. I love competing at all things. And uh, yeah, loving life right now and really diving into a lot of passions as well. Wow, that sounds awesome. And there, so I have so many questions, but I'm <laughs> going to start off with what sports do you compete at? Compete at? Sure. So, um, you know, early on in my athletic career, uh, particularly in high school, I would dive into anything and everything. And it's funny because I just had a bunch of really old DVDs converted to digital and I was watching some like news broadcasts and I come from a fairly large um, family where there were six of us in one high school. So everyone knew our last name, which was Duck at the time. And I was watching some footage, but track was my was my background track and cross country and then i loved volleyball and soccer as well i so was I gonna say volleyball for some reason yeah, just yeah. that you, i, I like was a volleyball player so but yeah. anyways yeah so anything and everything so do you ever yeah. do anything like spartan or the tough mutter or anything like that i do yes we did the tough i've done the tough mutter um i actually did it at a time where I think there were about 15 people sent to the hospital for hypothermia because it was in the spring and it was such a cold season. There was still snow on the ground. So, and the first thing you have to go through in Tough Mudder is kind of like the ice plunge. So people went through the ice plunge and then never warmed up. <laughs> so yeah, I went through the yeah. Tough Mudder. Exactly, right? Which yeah. makes you a Tough Mudder and mother. One of yeah. my kids as well uh, has been doing it 
I've got some disc issues, so I haven't actually been able to dive into it. But I see all these girls and they've got like their war, or women, girls, whatever you want to call us. Um, and they've got the war paint on and they're so yeah. into it. And I just love it. So yeah. I could totally see you doing that. That's awesome. And yeah, you know what? It's like, it's so nice sort of to get your girl pack together and whether that's friends or coworkers or past coworkers. Mm -hmm. So one of the, actually I just put something up on LinkedIn, which, you know, sort of the, the power of the pack and yeah. the power of women and women helping each other. I, you're yeah. a huge advocate for that. Huge, what, huge. You, yeah. How, why do you think it's important? Yeah, so this is how I spend the majority of my time now. When I referenced passion earlier, it really is, um, I've taken my passion and I've been lucky enough to be able to build a business with that passion as the foundation. So what can we do to support women in their journey? What can we do to support women on their journey to success, no matter what that may be defined by? Um, so I think it is so important that we provide opportunity for community community sharing, community wisdom, community support um, as, you know, only one of many tools in our toolkit on our way to whatever success looks like for each and every one of us. That, that's awesome because, you know, I, I wonder if we can sort of dive in without naming names and without naming corporations and whatnot. Um, something I run into a lot is women that have either are in the process of transitioning or have transitioned and doing what I'm doing and, and supporting other women and featuring them, people are always sort of miffed and confused. And they're like, so how much does it cost? Well, nothing. Well, how, like, so, well, what do you want? And it's like, well, why would I need anything? Right. And I feel like you have very much the same spirit. Now, of course, our businesses are businesses. Mm -hmm. However, was it and and but we're in the business of lifting others and you and you deliver right and so i understand that part of it but what about lifting somebody let's say when you were in corporate where it wasn't an exchange of money it was just because yeah. you wanted to help out an up and coming younger same age doesn't matter the age uh leader like did you find it the same in corporate or a little bit more sort of not as welcoming. Sorry, I think there was a delay in internet there. So um, I think I understood what you were what you were asking, Adrian. And um, you know, I'll share one example with you. And I think that it is important for us as women to support each other um, any way that we can in any situation that we can. So it doesn't just have to be in the workplace. It doesn't mm. have to be just out of the workplace, but. One example that I'll, I'll give is, you know, as a leader, as a business owner, even now is I'm constantly on the hunt for talent, um, whether that be identifying talent, helping to lift talent up, helping to support talent in their journey. And one example I love giving is um, I worked in an office building. Obviously, this was pre-COVID and the manager of our Tim Hortons franchise was outstanding. The lineup could be 200 people long and you would still get to the front of the line and get your coffee and your order in five minutes or less. It was wow. unbelievable. And every day I would get to the front of the line and my order would be there. I mean, I worked there every day. It was pretty much the same order. 
but not every manager or every person would recognize, you know, the customer and provide that level of customer service. And I said to the manager one day, I said, you need to come work for me. You know, I don't, I didn't care what her educational background was. I didn't care what experience she had. I just knew that she knew the customer experience. She knew uh, the attention to detail when it came to dealing with people. And I wanted her on my team. And so, uh, you know, about 30 days later, she joined my team on a corporate marketing um, and events and events organization in a technology company. And, um, you know, she's had a very successful career since uh, in tech and in marketing. And, you know, it has been so wonderful to see her flourish and to really become a leader in her own right. That is awesome. See, women like you, and I know you are very much celebrated, really need to be highlighted and featured because you and I are both sort of the same where we feature and lift others. But you lift so many people and I feel like your reach is, is very long and it's very broad. And to have those kinds of stories, those feel-good stories, I feel like it, it does a, a multitude of things. Aside from lifting the one individual, it also gives other people hope. It gives other people ideas because just being client-centric or having the culture of customer service, because I feel that even prior to the pandemic, it was really lacking. And even now, so now even more so, this is just my humble experience in, in different various industries. So when you see that gem, I love the fact that you said, didn't care about her education, didn't care about her background. I saw something in her mm-hmm, and mm-hmm, I love that. Mm-hmm. That is such a special, amazing message and a really amazing character trait of yours. So, you know, celebration and, and kudos to you. And were you always like that, even in corporate? Um, I like I like to think that I was. Um, I definitely think that, um, you know, what it comes down to is no matter what role you're in, no matter what industry, what role, um, what level of seniority, it comes to, you know, the core values that you operate by. And mm-hmm. I think that I was very lucky to have two incredible parents and an incredible family that instilled values in me, like... Uh, building relationships, like supporting others, like, um, you know, you know, treat others how you would like to be treated yourself, etc. All of those rules were instilled in me. And I think it comes down to your values. So no matter where I operate, I think I like to think that I live um, and act according to those values. And, but it's a beautiful thing. And I don't know if you see it. I mean, I think that we choose as we get you know, older, we choose to surround ourselves with like-minded friends, Mm -hmm. family, women, humans. But, you know, you said something really important to me, two things. You know, I feel that your parents and how you were raised definitely play a huge part in it. You know, we're still in the mindset uh, of, you know, early is on time. Like you Mm -hmm. said, you know, it doesn't matter what you're doing. If you're, if you're a cleaner or if you're the you know CFO of a multi-trillion dollar company, you treat people with respect yeah. and you treat people the way you want to mm-hmm. be treated. And I don't think that that's always the case. And I love the mm-hmm. fact that there's humans like yourself that are saying, yeah, no, that's really important. Yeah. To me. Yeah. And you foster that throughout your family as well as through mm-hmm. your business. 
And then you also said about building relationships. That is how I have built all of my businesses. Mm -hmm. It really is about creating relationships. And why do you think that's so important? I mean, I know why I think it is, but uh, I'll share with you afterwards. But why do you think building relationships with people is so incredibly important? I think that it is like, it is the foundation, uh, foundational element of life. Um, I really do. And I, I don't think I necessarily would have said that in my earlier years and in my younger years, I think it's something that I've learned in my journey and it's something that I try to teach. I try to advise, I try to share with other women, particularly when they're in the younger years, um, of their career and of their journeys. I think that you know, it's one of those skills when it comes down to community building, network building, um, being able to build relationships with people um, and having that skill to, you know, get creative with your questions and to learn about other people through a lens of curiosity. And I feel like we learn to be curious through school and through formal education, but we don't necessarily learn to be curious about other people. Um, so if we were to apply that skill of learning and, you know, and coming from a place of curiosity to our relationships and to developing those relationships, I think that, you know, that would be the icing on the cake. Um, if we were to add that element, in addition, I have some other skills as well. I think schools should okay. be teaching, but <laughs> I think that would be a valuable one to add for sure. A hundred percent. And I love the fact that you used the word curiosity and, you know, seeing it through that lens, because... I think being curious, if you really sort of look back, it is a really amazing trait in my humble opinion of that of uh, younger generations and younger children. They're very curious and that's how they learn is, well, what's that? Well, how many more minutes? You know, all the great questions we get. Uh, and like you said, it's just as simple as getting to know somebody or taking notice of somebody that is, you know, going through, getting people through the lineup, remembering your name, saying hello. It is such an important skill. And I always say, you know, I've got an old school mentality, but that is the way we were brought up. Most Absolutely. of us were raised, right? Absolutely. We were raised, and, and I think what we also fail to realize is through those discussions, you never know what window of opportunity might arise, whether it be a window of opportunity to meet an additional contact through this person. Maybe it's a window of opportunity for your career, for your business, for your family, et cetera. But that really is, you know, what makes the world go round? Are these relationships, is this community, um, are asking these questions and then all the windows of opportunities that come from those relationships. 100%. And, you know, uh, we're always very heavily involved in the communities uh, that where, you know, we can drive to and that we serve within. And whether it's, you know, through chambers, whether it's through volunteering, uh, board of trades, things like that, mm -hmm. and even networking, it, again, it's not always like you said, and I want this to be really clear, especially to the younger generations, because they're very much in sort of this generation that of instant gratification, right? And yeah. it takes time. Yeah. It yes. takes time to build trust. Yeah. It takes time. You know, there's somebody that I dealt with and just knew through, you know, mutual groups for probably, I'm going to say six or seven years. And when they actually needed something, they came to me and I was, you know, a little bit taken aback, but it, it was just that signal again, 
that you go into it expecting nothing, mm -hmm. giving, you know, your time, giving your best and giving your knowledge and not holding stuff. People, I, again, I feel that this is again, a, a different mentality, not ours would sometimes hold things close to their chest. Mm -hmm. And it's like, well, that's my secret. Well, okay. Yeah. But yeah. hey, let's lift other people, let's share. Yeah. And, you know, that's one comment that they sort of made was, you know, you're always very forthcoming. People won't really share things like that. Why do you do that? And I think, well, somebody did that for me. Why wouldn't I do that for yeah. others? Yeah. Don't yeah. you think it's sort of that mentality Absolutely. of giving back? I do. I, I do think it's a mentality of giving back. It's also a form of, you know, sending the elevator back down for others is mm. the only way that you're in the position that you're in and that I'm in the position that I'm in is somebody gave us a chance. Somebody gave us the opportunity. Somebody formed a relationship with us and supported us, became a customer, et cetera. And I think that it's about sending the elevator back down to support other women, to support other people in their journeys. And um, I really don't see any downside to giving away more information, more relationships, more yes. access. I And I agree 1000%. That's why I'm saying I, I don't understand the mentality. And, and there is that mentality still exists. And mm -hmm. I'm more like what you're saying. I'm curious as to, well, why wouldn't you? And, and you know, the, the answers are, well, because then they're going to take it and implement it. Yeah. Okay. But yeah. if you're still doing it better, wouldn't you feel good about that? Wouldn't you feel good Absolutely. that you've taught the person that? Yeah. And I think, I think that that's in alignment, Adrian, with like the whole fixed growth set, fixed mindset versus growth mindset. Mm. Right. And a fixed growth set would be like, I'm going to keep this information. I'm going to gate this information. I'm not going to share as much information. Whereas a growth mindset, I think is more about opening up, growing, sharing, you know, collaborating, getting as mm. much feedback as possible um, and continuing to innovate and evolve, um, whether it be like thoughts, relationships, processes, businesses, et cetera. A hundred percent. And it also really affects, I feel, our society as a whole because it affects the, the people that you touch, but it also mm -hmm affects the the up and coming leaders that are maybe watching you know what you do your podcast this podcast because i don't you know doing talking about high school and and, and the traditional school system is going to be a whole different podcast but yeah. <laughs> i feel that you know what what it's lacking is those types i mean they're now starting to implement certain things but it is about implementing creating relationships around business because they teach business and, you know, accounting and marketing and it, that that's all great. Yeah. But you know, there are a lot of them are like this looking, yeah. you know, through their phone. So they, I feel yeah. like our youth need us to be Absolutely. able to, or the, the young, not even just the youth need us to be able to show them. Yes. And, you know, my, my kids are going through high school right now and where I find we're supporting them the most is not in the execution of the homework, but it is in the supporting skills. So for example, you know, when my son comes home and he says, you know, I think this teacher really doesn't like me, you know, she's not being very nice to me. She scores me harder than the other children. I'm like, guess what? This is going to, you're going to come across these people your whole life. So you need to learn how to communicate with them, how to understand their concerns, how to manage them, how to lead them, 
um, you know, how to win them over. And, you know, I talk about the book, you know, Dale Carnegie's how to win friends and influence people all the time, because I think that's a classic resource that, you know, would be amazing if we were actually to leverage that in our school system. But I use this all the time, like in terms of helping to supplement my children's education with these skills that are not tangible skills that are taught in school, but they're experiencing them and to highlight it as a skill and how important it is not only to learn how to do this in high school, but this is a life skill that you're going to use in, you know, post-secondary education, if you choose to go that route or in business or with families or with friends, et cetera. Partners, whatever the case may be. And I love the fact that you're doing that. Can I ask, I think you said girls, do you have boys or girls? I have one of each. So one I have okay. one of each. Yeah. So I have all boys, but say it, it really doesn't matter. I mean, they, they are all different and unique to themselves, mm -hmm. but I feel like exactly what you said is so crucial to their growth because I don't think they're really taught, you know, you're sort of taught, well, you know, don't talk back, don't, you know, challenge authority. That's all fine. That doesn't mean you don't get to ask questions. Mm -hmm. That doesn't mean you can't be, like you said, curious. And if yeah. you feel like something was unfair or you feel like they don't like you, fair enough. Let's, like you said, frame it in a way you know, miss or mister, could I please have a meeting? You know, what could I have done better? What could I have done to, uh, you know, get a better mark, uh, yeah. you know, or something, but it is those life lessons of talking. I'm going to share one more very quick thing with yeah, you. Please. And I know we've got to wrap it up, but I've got a million questions for you. Cause I love your uh, outlook is they were, I have all my boys, they were all in hockey and we were away on a tournament. They were in a restaurant and they were all on their phones laughing and joking around. I walked over to the table, unbeknownst to myself of which answer I would get. I'm like, hey, guys, you know, you're all together. Why don't we get off our phones and, you know, talk to each other? And they all looked at me like I had five heads, heads sorry. And they're like, we are. And I'm like, but you're right there. Can we put our phones down and like eye contact? And they were like, whatever. I was just so annoying at the time. But anyway, and they were like 13 or 14 at the yeah. time. So yeah. it, it wasn't very welcome. But anyways, what my point is, is what you're saying is I love the fact that you're teaching them to actually communicate and not via this or this or this, mm -hmm. you're getting them to talk in person. Do you get pushback? Um, we don't, you know what I have to say, I'm, I'm proud that we don't get pushback because the other thing I do is, you know, I do the motherly thing where I offer like, Oh, do you want me to meet with your teacher? Do you want me to come in and meet with you and your teacher? And I get, I get, no, it's okay. I'm going to handle it, which yeah. I think is great. Right. Because like no one, your mother's not going to be there to talk to your boss when you're in the working world or to your customer, if you own a business. So, um, you know, that's me being a mother hen, but I, I don't get a lot of pushback. I think okay. that, I mean, how effectively they talk to these people, I'm not sure, but you know, that's a skill that they are going to, you know, lean into and hopefully develop. Um, I do think it comes back to, you know, when we were talking about, you know, networking and the importance of that, I know that there are so many women and people in the world who do not like to network. They hate the word, they find it very cringy. And we think of, you know, the sales guy at a meeting, you know, handing out his business cards or trying to sell us a car, et cetera. So I like to reposition it when I'm talking to people that it's, you know, community building. Um, and it's, mm -hmm. it's so, so just to like rename it and reframe it in a way that might come across more positively as community building, relationship building, et cetera. So 
Yeah. yeah. And that's fantastic. And you know, that, that takes me to, you know, one of my other questions because, you know, whatever word or whatever, like feeling that we have that's associated mm -hmm. with whether it's networking or rejection. Uh, I look at rejection as redirection. I'm always, you know, woohoo, you know, somebody said no, or, you know, got a door slammed in your face. I was kind of like, okay, that was not for me. That's not no, that means not now, not for them. It's like you said, it's just about reframing whatever that might be. So what would you say to an entrepreneur that was really struggling going through obstacles because as an entrepreneur, I don't care who you are, you, you know, the struggles part of the story. So what advice would be your, you know, kind of go to when, when they're struggling and sort of feeling like giving up? Cause we've all been there. Yeah. Sorry, Adrian. Can you just repeat the tail end of that question? Sure. And yet modern technology, your best yeah. friend <laughs> or your worst nightmare. So what would you say to an entrepreneur that sort of is struggling, maybe thinking of giving up because we've all been there. What's your mm -hmm. best advice? Like, is there a go-to? Cause mine is just, you know, keep moving forward, whether yeah. it's, you know, very slow motion, but continue to move forward or yeah. veer right instead of left. What's your sort of go-to and best advice? Yeah, I think my best advice is, you know, I always ask people to envision themselves, you know, in the future, a year back from now, like a year from now, if you were to look at your future self, what would your future self say to you in this moment? What would be your own words of advice to yourself? If you were to put yourself a year down the road and look back, what would you say to yourself? Um, oh. And I think if we think of ourselves, you know, in a different moment of time, um, or if we think to, of ourselves as like talking to either a friend or a best friend or ourselves from the future, um, it's different than when we're, you know, telling ourselves in the moment, you know, based on all the emotions that we have and what we're feeling. But I love using that as a tool is, is to look at your future self and what would your future self say to you? That, and you know what, that is very, very powerful because you're right, who you are today, even if you look back six weeks, six mm -hmm. months or a year, you know, evolution change, it's inevitable, right? Mm -hmm. So that that's very powerful. I love that. So for whoever is out there listening and feeling like giving up, do not think of what you would say to yourself a year from now, lots can change. Two more quick questions before sure. we have to say goodbye and we will definitely love to have you back again. What does it mean to you to be unbreakable? What does that word mean to you? Yeah. So to me, um, it really is like a synonym with, with resiliency um, and re with resilience. When I think of that word, to me, that is unbreakable. So no matter what you are going through, no matter what you are facing, you are just going to keep moving forward. You're going to figure out if there's a way to go over, a way to go under, a way to go through, but you are going to get through. So to me, it's definitely resilience. I love that. That's my answer. So we definitely okay. have a lot of thought in common. And absolutely, because I feel that growth doesn't happen, you know, when you're sitting comfortably. I feel like growth happens through obstacles, right? Because you sort of see yourself and you realize that, you know, when something hits you, whatever the obstacle is, like you said, you learn to get through it 
over it, dodge it, you zig when you're supposed to zag, whatever the case is, but you, you know, motion is motion. So you get through it. And so if you consider, you know, sort of that to be, and resilience to be unbreakable, what would you say your number one quality is as a female entrepreneur? Well, I'm going to go with one of my top strengths. I'm going to say um, my competitive strength is the one that is that is ensuring that I've been unbreakable in my journey and that I'm going to get on the other side, no matter what that looks like. I love that. And what is next for you? Because you have so many yeah. amazing things going on. And for those who do not know who Christina is, obviously, we're going to have all your information below yeah. so they can contact you, look you up on LinkedIn and on your website and whatnot. But what is next? Is there something exciting that you can share with us? Sure. Well, we are going to be hosting a January summit on um, in the new year uh, where we're going to kick off our entire annual program in 2024, which is going to include lots of new program elements and support for our community members. And next year we're looking to double down and double the numbers of women that we are touching and supporting. So that's really the number one focus is expansion and trying to support and accelerate the success of women um, and as many women as we can. That's awesome. Well, we are definitely going to be huge supporters. As you know, I love you. I love everything you stand for and I can't wait to see what's next. Thank you so much for coming on today. Thanks for having me, Adrian. Thank you. We'll chat soon.